Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Hawks put up a fight against the Grizzlies, but it's not enough to secure a W. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man Edub taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Hope everyone is doing well out there this rainy Sunday. Um, listen, uh, before I get started, man, I'm ho- I hope all of y'all got home safe from the storm i know when i left the arena tonight um i live in south fulton uh man i ran into some golf size some golf ball size hail and it was crazy out there the weather's still kind of unstable so um i hope everyone is doing well i hope everyone got home safe and uh you are safe and sound in your homes yeah so um so, like I mentioned earlier, the Hawks lose to the Grizzlies by four tonight. Um, we'll talk about kind of the ins and the outs of the game. Uh, we were in the arena tonight. Uh, some of the things after um, the game I thought were kind of uh, interesting. So, we got a little sound for you tonight, um, as well as some fan feedback we'll read. But um, if this is your first time into the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, there's two types of people that are listening to the show now. One is a diehard Hawks fan. You're a diehard Hawks fan. And you got to hear what the <laughs> good or bad rain, sleet, or snow. You got to hear what's going on with the Hawks. Two, you're new and you're like, oh, what is this podcast? I like the Hawks. Let me see what this guy's talking about. Either way, I invite you guys to stick around and uh, <laughs> check out the rest of the podcast. But a big part of what we do is on social media. So make sure you're following us on our socials. However you get down, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we're on all of those. We'll just make sure that you are following us at Hawks Beat. That's all one word, Hawks Beat. And uh, whatever platform that you're listening on, make sure that you give us a subscription with that. Um, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, um, iHeartRadio, <clears throat> whatever the case may be, make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. We would greatly appreciate it. All right, let me pull up these notes and uh, let's get into this game, y'all. Let's get into this game. I didn't 
look and see what the line was this game. But um, going into the game, there was some uh, injury news. The Hawks had Bogey um, listed as questionable with the left knee contusion. And DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter was listed as questionable with the left knee contusion as well. So I don't know what it is about these left knees and contusions, but it must be something in the water. But uh, and, and it's crazy that both of these guys were on the injury report because um, I don't think that neither one of these guys had a particularly good game for all four quarters. Um, Bogey had some spots where he was hitting, you know, he had a couple shots or whatever, but I thought it's just I thought his de- defense was just horrendous. I thought it was horrendous. DeAndre Hunter, he wasn't good. Um he had flashes, but like listen, he's a number 4 pick. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time for for folks to really start expecting. Well, I I won't even say that because he's been getting he's been getting dragged on Twitter uh on Hawks Twitter the last few um weeks. But uh, I, I expect more from Dre. I expect more from Dre. But I think that there's something going on with this team, to be honest with you, that we don't know about. I think that there is something going on with the chemistry, something going on with uh, on the inside that there is just that we just don't know about. I, I spoke about it a long time ago, even when Nate was the coach. I was like, man, this team has chemistry issues. And I was like, there's something going on, but I just don't know what it is. And getting a new coach doesn't solve that. It may make it a little bit better. It may have put like a Band-Aid on it. But it's still, at the end of the day, I still think that there's something wrong there. Um, going into the game, this, of course, is the Hawks um, back-to-back. And the Hawks, as a se- on the season, are 2-10 in back-to-back games. Uh, with games with no rest, the Hawks are 2-10. Now, for those of you at home, Keeping track, that is two wins and ten losses. So they haven't been really knocking the doors or knocking it out the park on these back-to-backs. And uh, usually when they have a a back-to-back, I always kind of look at the second-half energy. Kind of look at the second-half energy. And I don't want to say it's because of the back-to-back. I don't think that they were really like... Memphis is going to come in. They're going to put up a fight. Like, they're going to come in. They mean business, you know? But uh, I just don't think they had it tonight. And I don't know if it's necessarily because it was the back-to-back, you know. But um, let's get into the game, man. As far as the game is concerned, I thought that the Hawks came out pretty decently. Um, Memphis is just a really good team. Like, they're a really good coach. They're coached really well. They got they got some – listen, Jaron Jackson Jr., let me just take a brief moment. I know this is a Hawks podcast, but Jaron Jackson Jr., is a really good defensive player. He's just a really good defensive player. He had five blocks tonight and uh, 15 points, eight boards. And uh, this is just a physical team. Like, you have to be ready to, like, and I asked Coach Quinn about this, uh, and, and I'll play this in the next segment, but I asked him about the physicality of the Hawks. Like you go up against a team like Memphis, who's known for being physical, one of the more physical teams in the league. Is this something that you want for your Hawks team, you know, going in the future? I'll play with you. I'll play what he said in the next segment. But uh, this is a physical team. These are big guys and, and they have like a there's there's just something about them. There's a physicality that they bring to it. But I thought that the Hawks did a good job 
keeping pace. I thought they did to get a job. And it was weird because, like, you know, the Grizzlies are a favorite. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the line was, but um, I thought they did a good job keeping pace with this team. You know, uh, they were in it because of the offensive rebound. I thought for the most part, you know, uh, first quarter they give up, what was that, 34? Let me go back. I think it was 34 points in that first quarter. Yeah, 34 points in that first quarter. It's not ideal. And listen, the only way giving up 34 points is not a problem is if you're going to score 35. And I say that all the time. I say that all the time. But Hawks weren't hitting no threes. They weren't hitting no threes. One of nine in that first quarter, uh, shooting 35% from the field. I don't care how tough you are. You're not going to win no ball games like that. Other team shoots better. Guess what? Nine times out of ten, they're going to win. You know? I thought in the second quarter, the Hawks showed a little scrap to them. You know, they showed they had, they had a little scrap to them. You know what I mean? Uh, Trey Young gets 10 points in the quarter, and uh, they still ain't making no threes. They're one of seven in, in, in you know, the quarter, but uh, they win the quarter. And, you know, that that's that's something, right? You know, that's something. So they, they go into the halftime only down by five. And I, and I say only because I kind of felt like they kind of should have been down more. Um DeAndre Hunter's not having a good shooting game. DeJounte's not having a good shooting game. Um, I thought the bench minutes were pretty decent. Um, Bogey had 10 points a half, but I still didn't think that he played well as far as, like, in his totality. Like, defensively, he I, I didn't think it was good. I just I didn't, I didn't think it was good because the Grizz were getting wherever they wanted to on the basketball court. And that's not good. I don't know if this was in the third quarter or the second quarter. One of the guys grabbed a rebound and went 94 feet, <laughs> 94 feet. And I tweeted, I was like, yo, I felt like my high school coach was yelling at me. Somebody stopped the ball. You know what I mean? Like somebody stopped the ball. But um, I thought Big O had some good minutes in that first half. But I, I was just like. Jaron Jackson is just a really good defensive player. He's a really good defensive player. And that guy is just, he's good. He's good. From the Hawks standpoint, um, I thought Trey was kind of like holding his own. You know, I, I thought that in the third quarter, him and Ja kind of went back at each other a little bit. You know, kind of tip for tap in that third quarter. And it was kind of fun to watch. You know what I mean? Because Trey had 13 in the quarter. Ja had 11. And I, I think at one point they were kind of going back and forth. And that was fun to watch. However, they didn't get, we weren't getting enough stops. Like, you're just not getting enough stops for me. And to me, that was the 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 whole second half, right? Like, they're going to let you score if, you know, they're going to end up scoring more than you, you know? Hawks lose third quarter, 35 to 33, you know, but um, when it came down to like making a move, the Hawks didn't didn't have enough juice. They did not have enough juice. Uh, fourth quarter, uh, during the stretch run, Trey and the starters come back with seven minutes and 52 seconds left. And uh, <clears throat> you're down by six down by six and they just couldn't cut it like they cut it down to three with like three minutes left but uh after that it just that was as close as they got they just couldn't get the stops couldn't make the shots and at the end of the day that's what matters getting stops and making shots and um when you look at the numbers it, it's it's telling you know uh memphis they 
shot better from the field. They shot better from three. You know, they make 13 threes. You make seven threes. Uh, unless you're shooting really good from the field, then you're going to lose. And it's crazy because you only lost by four. So, you know, you make a three here or there, you know, who's to say how this thing earns out? Like the game is basketball and the NBA is really close at times. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Hawks lose. Go to 37 and 38. Where have you heard that before? The Hawks are below 500. <laughs> we're going to take a little break. On the other side, we're going to get into some, some fan feedback. I'm going to play some sound furries from the post game. And uh, we'll wrap this game up and uh, put it in a bow. You listen to the Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, folks, we are back. Welcome back. This is the Hawksbeat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. Uh, talking a little Hawks basketball. They lose 123 to 119 um, to the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Tough loss for the Hawks. They fall behind um, 500 again. And uh, here we go again. <laughs> We're going to take a look at the standings in just a moment. But after the game, um, I want to play some sound for you. I asked Coach Snyder about um, the physicality. More, more, more importantly, the physicality of this Hawks team. Now, I've been on record of saying that this Hawks team is soft. I've been on record of saying that this Hawks team is uh not physical enough, and and and, I, and I, to be fair, I think I may have misspoken. And I, I don't necessarily think that it's an issue of them being soft, and I think he eloquently corrected me by saying it's not a matter of them being physicality; it's a matter of them being aggressive, right? So I think that there is kind of a difference between physicality and aggression. And what you're missing is aggression. You can be aggressive and not necessarily physical, you know. Um, I'll, I'll play the sound. I'll play the clip for you, but it, it's it's really good, and I really wanted you guys to hear it. So here we go. Coach Memphis is one of the more physical teams in the league. Um, as you go forward, is that something that you would like to see this team improve on, this is being a little bit more physical night in and night out? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be who you are. Um, you know, when you look at some of those guys out there, you're going to be more physical if you're 230 as opposed to 200. You know, and, and but that doesn't mean that you can't be aggressive. And I think there's a difference. You know, um, and sometimes aggressive means like running. You know, like it means cutting, it means spacing. But you know, you have to keep playing. You can't have any kind of mental. You know, I won't even call it lapses. Where there's always something to do on the court. Constantly. Whatever it is, sometimes it's more noticeable than others, and that's the aggression that that we have to play with. Particularly if the team is as physical as Memphis is, you know, if you if you aren't aggressive, it's going to really show. You know, as physical as they are. So that was Coach Quinn after tonight's game, just talking about physicality and aggression. And I think what I've been missing is I think that the Hawks need to be 
a team with more aggression and not necessarily physicality. Um, because he said, look, man, you are who you are. You know, this team just doesn't have the physical bodies like a Memphis team. They're not big. You know, they're not overwhelming to to anybody. However, aggressiveness or aggression is something you can be even if you're not big, you know. And he said, you know, that could be running hard. That could be spacing a lot of those things. And I think a lot of those te- a lot of those things the Hawks struggle with. The Hawks struggle with being and I'm going to use a Nate McMillan word, connected a lot. And what I mean is by connected, I mean engaged. They have too many lapses where they just don't seem engaged. They don't run back enough on defense. They don't. They let guys go 94 feet untouched coast to coast. Like, that's unengaged basketball, you know. And that's, <laughs> listen, I don't mean to compare the two. Those are the things that I worry about with my elementary basketball squad. Look, guys, you know, look for the ball. You know, don't just be running back on defense, you know, celebrating and blowing high fives. The ball is coming back. Turn around and stop the ball. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was a wonderful answer about um, his team and who they are and what they could be, what they need to be. <clears throat> Um, again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following us at Hawks Beat. I'm going to read some fan feedback just a little bit from tonight. After each game, I always ask, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on the game? If the Hawks win, I ask who's your MVP. So we didn't have any MVP discussions tonight. <laughs> but we did have some uh, a little bit of fan feedback. Um, my guy DSG, he said, uh, Bogey was bad all night. Same with DJ. He said Trey was bad in the last four minutes. I didn't really pay too much attention to like the last four minutes of the game. I know Trey had a a turnover too, but to me, the the most glaring part of the last four to five minutes was just that they didn't get any stops or they didn't get enough stops. Or if they did get a stop, they didn't make the shot on the other side. You know, so uh, those are the things that matter. And I don't think that they shot enough threes. Personally, I, I think that this team and Quinn even said, even actually Trey said after the game that um, Quinn wants them to shoot more threes, and I thought they kind of probably should be putting up more threes, but that's neither here nor there. But um, that's kind of what I saw in the last four to five minutes. Um, J-Bo on Twitter said, we need another star player. Murray is a good player, not a star player. Okay, thanks for checking us out, Mr. J-Bo. Uh, my guy Dwan said, honestly, man, it's been tough to get back locked in with this team. Just too much drama. Listen, I get it, bro. Like, like if you live and you ride and die with this team, this has been a lot this season. Like, it's been a lot. Like, I understand that. Like, that's some real stuff right there. So, appreciate you guys checking in with your boy on Hawks Beat on the Twitter. So, where do the Hawks stand? Now, where do the Hawks stand right now? Oh, wow. Let's go. So um, let's take a look at the standings as of now. And there's been a movement in the standings, but unfortunately, not by the Hawks. <laughs> not by the Hawks. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are fall. They have fallen but down into that sixth seed. Uh, Miami, is. they're even with Miami right now. They're even with Miami. The Knicks, uh, they're pretty pat at five. They're not going to catch Cleveland, so I don't think their spot is pretty much in danger. I don't think uh, Brooklyn, Miami, they're 
pretty much tied. I think Brooklyn has the tiebreaker because they still have them listed at the sixth seed. So right now you still got Miami and Atlanta at seven and eight. Um, you have Atlanta at eight and Toronto at nine. Atlanta over Toronto because they uh, they have the tiebreaker over Toronto as of yet. But right now, um, they have the same exact record. Same exact record. And Chicago is that 10 seed. If you are Atlanta, if you are Atlanta, the best that you could hope for is Brooklyn falling to that 7 seed. <laughs> like, that's the best thing you could really hope for. You don't want no parts of Miami. You don't want no parts of going down to Miami for a one-game play-in. Play the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, they're, listen. Brooklyn is a better team than advertised, right? Like, everyone's been getting these jokes off on Brooklyn, getting these jokes off on Ben Simmons. But listen, that's the team you want to play. You know, if you can get to that, if you can stay put at that eight spot and go to Brooklyn, I think you would much rather go to Brooklyn than go to Miami. I don't think you're catching either one of these teams because you're, they're three games ahead of you. And the way the Hawks playing, they win one, they lose one, they're not going to catch nobody like that. And that's no, that's like, that's not casting any dispersions against the team. That's just who they are. That's who they are. That's who they've been all season long. An average basketball team. Tell you what, though, got to worry about them Raptors. You got to keep winning, brother. You got to keep winning. Um, next game for the Hawks and the Raptors is actually going to be on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, Hawks are going to be taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is going to be a tough game. And the Toronto Raptors are going to be playing the Miami Heat. So that's going to be a tough game. So um, Tuesday is going to be an interesting day. You'll probably see some movement in the standings on Tuesday. And uh, I don't know, man. We will see. We will see. We will see. So Hawks can Hawks have about roughly, what is it, seven or seven or eight games left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games left. And uh, there's still some movement to, to be moved, I guess you could say, right? <laughs> but for tonight, uh, again, I, I thought that the fight was decent, but you just didn't have enough. You got you to gotta shoot better. You got you to gotta do everything better. And Hawks have a problem with that. They've had a problem with that. And that's why you're one game below 500. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow on this podcast. Thank you so much for uh, checking us out, spending some time with the Hawks Week Podcast. We appreciate all the love, as always, man, as always. Like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L O B love. We are You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.